Rip it, Dan. It kind of sounds less like shit this week. Hell yeah. John, should we start talking? (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking. I guess we can start talking. Yeah. Because I feel like the last couple we haven't played the theme song live. Mm, Definitely the last one we didn't. Did we? Man, I don't know what's going on. This one's rolling. This one sounds pretty good. I don't know. Sounded like it. Uh, you, got, you got the rip it, Dan, out of the way too. People, I got the rip people it, have been Dan complaining about back. that. So yeah, people will be pleased yeah. that we brought the rip it, Dan, back because they were sad that it was gone. Uh, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number seventy-six, and I wow. don't have anything. I don't have anything cool to say about the. You number paused 76. like you did have something cool to say. I know, and then I realized my mistake. Because I oh, didn't okay. have anything cool to say about it, and then yeah, I was yeah. like, "Fuck, I'm I'm not going to gotcha. be able to deliver." Uh, but I'm uh, I'm recording on my my laptop today too because my computer's all fucked up. So yeah, we'll and, see how this uh, goes. Your, I mean, I think laptop, I sound I, I sound okay. Yeah, you sound fine. Your laptop webcam yeah. uh, looks like it was dipped in honey. Uh, well, it's okay. That's just it's the built-in webcam. So well, it's not. I mean, it looks fine on my end. Well, on my end, it looks like okay. shit. Uh, Awful. But you want to know something cool, uh, something very cool, is our guest this week is very cool. I was saying off the top, I didn't have anything cool about episode 76, but here is something cool about episode 76. Our guest, uh, she is a writer and the host of the very great Night Call podcast. Molly Lambert is here. Hi, Molly. Hi, Molly. Welcome. Welcome you. (laughs) (laughs) You just welcome us to our own podcast? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's actually a very power move. I don't, yeah, that's a, that, I, I respect that a lot. I'm welcoming taking us control to, immediately yeah. of the situation. Oh my God. Wow. Well, someone has to. So I'm glad I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, Thank I you. don't think that we've ever been welcomed uh, to our own show before. We've never been welcomed to other shows before. So. Welcome. <laughs> that's also I appreciate a great that. point. That's a good, that's way, to, that's a good point. way to start it out. I like that. Stefan, you've been welcomed to other shows. I think it's more me that I don't get I don't get asked to do other shows. Well, I don't have anything funny to say about that. Let's move on. <laughs> what can I say? It's Saturday morning, you know. Sometimes you wake up and you go, geez, it might be nice to have some friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just had two cups of coffee. And um, now you're drinking a Coke? I'm feeling good. Well, I didn't just have... I had two cups of coffee at uh, eight in the morning. So the coffee's... It's been a while. It's been three hours since I had the coffee. So I think that's a long enough time... For me to wait to have a orange vanilla Coke, Ooh. which is delicious. It's very good. I, uh, I'm not a big soda guy. I'm not a big pop guy. I'm saying both of yeah, those. Why did so you say soda first, you traitor? I'm saying both of them just so, because I, I, if I say one, people are going to get fucking choked. Yeah, I so know, but I'm pissed I said that you said soda first. Who says pop? I'm going in. Uh, we, I, yeah, we say pop. We say pop. And I think. Up, up in Canada? I, yeah. Like, we, but I also feel like it's like. The Midwest says, do they say pop? I, they say pop in the U.S. somewhere. Anyway, I, look, I said both. I didn't want to piss people off, and now I've, I've made it so much worse. Anyway, I don't drink uh, much soda pop. <laughs> Even worse. That's worse. I saw it. Okay, this isn't okay. The Outsiders. Well, okay, I watched, I watched, yeah, I was going to say I watched The Outsiders <laughs> last night, but that's a lie. I watched, Anna, I watched Annabelle Comes Home, which is a lot what of fun. What is that? It, what, um, what are you even talking about right it, now? 
The doll. It's a scary doll. It's a scary oh. doll. It's it's part of the Conjuring universe uh, yeah. of, of of movies. Great. So I don't know if you've uh, nope. if you're familiar with those, but there Definitely it was not. a it was a fun uh, you know it was a, it was a horror movie, but it was kind of a fun uh, romp as well. I would say it was sort of a romp. You know, you know what I mean, John? When a movie is a romp, you know, when a haunted doll comes into play, it's fun. Yeah, and there's like demons and stuff. It was fun. Anyway. Uh, uh, so I, I'm, I'm drinking very the orange vanilla coke at this whole the whole start. Should we do it? Should we go again? No, 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 no. I think this is great. This is good. Um, you called a horror like, movie a romp. It was kind of a romp. You got to watch it. If you but what watch does that it, mean? Tell like, me what does that mean to you? Like when you describe like, a movie if, as okay, a romp, and not even, sort of, not even this movie, but just like in general, if you were to describe I mean, a movie as a me, romp, what does that mean okay, to you? It's sort of it's sort of campy. So that's a romp. Is if it's campy, yeah. But then yes. why wouldn't you just think, say campy? Because I forgot the word. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. So then. anyway, orange vanilla Coke. Very good. I don't know if you guys have had it before, um, but I like vanilla Coke. I like diet Coke. I don't really drink any other type of, I'm not even going to say the fucking word, but this is delicious. This is like what I would make uh, using the uh, Coca-Cola freestyle machine at the movies. You know, I would that's, make this anyway. And now they sell it say. in stores. Yeah. Yeah. Does it taste like a creamsicle? It kind of does. It's it tastes different. I mean, obviously, it tastes different from like the movie theater uh, pop because that's like the syrup, and there's a bit of water in there, and you're drinking it through the straw, and so that's a lot. That's a lot better. Like if we were if we were to rank like the the pop ranking, like the way to drink pop, I think I would go with movie theater pop number one. That's insane. Do you guys agree? <clears throat> that, well, come on, that's reasonable. Yeah, that's- I think. That freestyle machine is amazing. It's it's so good. And then also, I think to me, it's the context of it is you're watching a movie. You've got the pop. You've got the popcorn, you know. So it's 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 just all the context, I think, there. Um, but there's something very refreshing about it, drinking it through the straw with the ice and everything. So that's my number one. Oh doing a top God. three right now, I guess. What am your I number, doing? Your number one movie theater. Like, okay, I do. I will say I do like a freestyle machine. It is a mm-hmm. very cool invention that I that I do enjoy. However, uh, I have to say that um, I fountain pop is not the number one way to drink pop. What's your favorite? Pop? Oh, oh he's going to do some bullshit about it being in a glass bottle. That's right. Cane glass, sugar glass bottle is the best way to drink a pop. Get out There's of here. no question about it. Get out of here. Well, it just bullshit. is. It just is the best way to deliver. No, pop. it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, no, Fountain it's pop is not great. Like, it's fine. Are you drinking that at like a soda shop? Yes, and it's spelled with, shop with, with your, uh, with your PPE is on yeah the end. with with your with your best gal. Come <laughs> yeah, on, exactly. We do break. actually go to this place in Burnaby called the Glenburn Soda Fountain, which makes like old timey like shakes and malts and stuff. Oh my god, you're really dude. selling you're the- it. I want that now. Thank you, Molly. It's nice to get some support from someone on this show at some well, point in my life. I also like the orange vanilla uh, freestyle. Sounds good too. <laughs> Everyone you. sounds Thank great. You, Molly. <laughs> what's your What's your number one way to drink pop? I mean, I don't want to split the vote here and be like definitely the glass bottle, but I do think that glass bottle Coke is probably the best soda. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Okay. People can't see, but I am I'm whooping like I'm on Arsenio Hall right now. <laughs> oh my god. But I, I've been trying. I feel like they've been coming out with so many new flavors of soda. I tried there's like a sprite, a ginger sprite that I was very excited oh, about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, 
but it's kind of weird. It just tastes like Sprite with like a slight aftertaste of ginger ale. It actually tastes mm. exactly like when they mix together Coke and Sprite at a bar to make ginger ale, which is a bartender trick what? that I learned about. No, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Because like I always would order ginger ale and sometimes it would taste kind of like watered down Coke or something. And then a bartender explained to me that when you ask for ginger ale and they don't have it, that's what they do. They mix Coke and Sprite and just give it to what? you. What? I mean, I think it I think it works fine in a mixed drink. I think if somebody orders like a a ginger ale, you know, whiskey ginger and they don't have ginger ale, that's what they do and you don't notice. But if you ask for a ginger ale and they give it to you, I was always like, Oh yeah, those weird ginger ales. And then when they explained that, I was like, that makes perfect sense. Oh my god. That's it like makes what you would do sense, it, like, it makes uh, no that's sense. like a that's like an eighth birthday party move though. Yeah, like the swamp no water stuff. Oh, terrible. Did oh, you guys man. ever make a suicide where you put all the sodas together? Is that yeah. what you call we, it? We call, I don't think I we called it swamp water. Yeah, I think we called it swamp water. Maybe in America we call that a suicide for reasons I don't fully understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like kid, it doesn't taste. You... It doesn't taste bad. Is the thing? Like I would. I don't think. Well, it doesn't taste. Well, it's not like suicide level bad. It's like swamp water level. <laughs> Right. Swamp suicide water makes would more be sense like to me. if you really mix everything in your fridge together and it was like milk and orange juice. Yeah, and- yeah. Tabasco sauce. Pickle like, juice. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like knowing like what I was like as a kid, I would say that like I, I think that you would probably call it suicide because you'd believe that that's what would happen. Like it's like you're because you're. You know, like someone's parents would be like, oh, you can't mix all the flavors together or whatever. Then it just that snowballs down the road into like, oh, my gosh, if you mix all the pop flavors, you'll die. If you drink it, it, you'll kill yourself. It turns into chloroform. Yes, exactly. Somehow it becomes ether or something's going on in there. Yeah, I I that's must be where it came from. I remember one time we, we used to have like school track day or whatever you know or like track meet like sports do, day yeah it was kind of like sports day because we actually had like regionals for track and field and stuff uh, and okay we, i'm thinking of sports day where every sport somehow involves a sponge <laughs> a sponge and a hula hoop yeah <laughs> yeah what are you guys doing in canada <laughs> <laughs> it's like a the sponge one that i remember is like you'd have to it's like a relay where you'd have to yeah. run to like a bucket that was filled with water you'd have a sponge and then you'd You'd uh, put the sponge in the water and then you have to run back with the sponge and then wring it out into your team's bucket. And whichever team had the most water at the end would win. Yeah. Or you do a variation of that where you're all standing back to back in a row and you like turn and you pass the sponge like up and down the row. Yeah. And then the last person would squeeze it in the bucket. It's just to help you get better at curling. I mean, I got pretty good at curling, so maybe it maybe it did help me. I don't know. But do you guys not have sports day in America, Molly? We had something that was like the presidential fitness test where you had to do a bunch of athletic things in a row and then get like a little certificate that's like I can do, you know, 10 sit ups or whatever. Oh, that sounds way less fun. But it wasn't like actual games. It was that's just like calisthenics or something. Yeah, it it was way less fun. Uh, yeah, Canada my school, it used to be cool. we were like divided into like colors, like you, yeah. almost like Hogwarts, like you'd have your house, but it would be like a color. I think my school had five colors. I remember I was gold. And then you'd like they'd set up. We'd get a whole day off of school and it would all be outside. 
and they would set up games like all across the playground and then like your team and then so you'd have a team within your team so everybody that was on gold from your class you would play everybody that was on red from your class or yeah. whatever and you'd have like t- you'd have like tug, of, tug war. of war there'd be like a capture the flag sometimes all that like, so, you'd, so you'd, basically it's like a day of summer camp within essentially school. yeah because yeah. it was it was usually in like may or june as well for me yeah. at least yeah, yeah. exactly um, but we also had track and field days. So like, I, I guess like maybe other school districts would have just taken the kids who were interested in track and like, let them try out. But ours was literally everyone in the school had to do all of the track and field events. So they had, that's not fair. Yeah. So they I'm had sorry, to do, that's not fair. We had to do long jump, <laughs> triple jump. The, the only thing you could get out of was long distance running, but our school counted only everything over 400 meters as long distance. So like every kid even had to do the 400 and then they would like whittle it down. And and then that was how they decided who would go to regionals. And so it was kind of like for the kids who were sucked at track and field, it was, it was essentially a day off because they would do, they would do one round of everything and then just be out and just sit there while the good kids would be working their way through the heats And I just remember one day a kid made this like what I would describe as a suicide cocktail by putting just about everything he could find into this bottle and then paying people to drink it. And I remember it took us. I took a sip and it was very, very bad. Was there Gatorade in there? Yeah. So it started with Gatorade. It was in a Gatorade squeeze bottle. Okay. um, But I don't even know what ended up in there. There had to be like pudding, I think, and like chips. I remember there being (sighs) chips in it. Like I distinctly remember chips like floating at the top. Pudding. Okay, that's a suicide. Yeah, it tasted that's... like vomit. Like it, it actually tasted like you just mixed a bunch of food together and then it made a vomit taste. Well, like, so that sounds really sort of like we we talked about this. I think we talked about this on, on the last episode. Was the um, the football player who just got drafted mm, and mm-hmm. and his, his like protein drink or whatever, which is it was ben red March. Gatorade. Yeah, we and we saw the video of it after the fact. It's red Gatorade, yeah. scrambled eggs, grits. seven scrambled eggs. Yeah. Yeah, grits, um, cottage cheese, yep, um, peanut, peanut butter, butter, and bananas. Was there anything else? I think there was. Do you say grits? Yeah, grits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was so, maybe one other thing. I was the one who. Yeah, found I think because I, I think it was seven things, but um, it it looks so nasty when you actually watch him Why make it. Why wouldn't you just eat those things separately? Well, this saves time, I guess. You can just drink it. You can drink it down in one go. But I was going to say this. Should, like I told John. I'm bringing this up now because I want you guys, our, our listeners, to pressure John into this. This needs to be a Patreon tier. Fuck off. Where, I don't want to do this. Where we make this this protein shake and drink it. Ugh. I want to I try it. I'm curious. I mean, this guy's, this guy's obviously... I'm not, I'm not well, curious. Okay, I satisfied so, my curiosity by reading the ingredients list and going, fuck that. This guy's a pro football... This guy got drafted into the NFL, so obviously he's doing so, something right. I'm 34. Yeah. By the time so we make ne- this donation oh, so level, I'll probably be 35. I'm not going to be you, in the NFL anytime soon, th- and this think, shake is not going to get me any closer. You think? Have you, have you seen that Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, Invincible, where he, he makes the Eagles in the 1970s? You don't think that could happen again? Yeah, I heard it was a. I heard it was a romp. Oh God. Okay. Well, it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> so you're lucky there. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to drink it. Uh, well, here's the thing for me. I hate eggs. So like already, that's, okay, to, already that's to start, all the more reason. I don't like that. Molly, how do you feel about eggs? I love eggs, but I wouldn't want to drink them in a smoothie with grits. 
and that's or reasonable. That's reasonable. And Gatorade, but... <laughs> yeah, that's the real sticking point. I think it's the it Gatorade. Was, it was also red Gatorade too, which I think might be the worst choice for that, because that's like the fruit punch one, right? <clears throat> yeah. Or, well, yeah. or like, yeah, or some In sort of like quotes, berry fruit punch. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think if I was going to put a Gatorade into that, it might be like the light purple grape one. Uh, like a G two grape. I think it would have to be a G2 because it's a bit it's a bit subtler, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It can't be. He just put in like one of the original, like one of the primary three Gatorades. You right. can't do that. That's insane. Yeah, you, can't you have put to put in. in you have to put in just like a like a light Gatorade into there. You guys should do a Canadian version where you put in a bunch of like Tim Hortons. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I guess like Timbits are basically our grits. Yeah, that, those are our grits. Yeah, and then <laughs> so Timbits are also they're also kind of our eggs too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and it's I, just, I think they're kind of also the cottage cheese. <laughs> I want to try it's just a, Timbits. I want to try Timbits a Timbit. and Gatorade. I want a Timbit smoothie. That sounds good, actually. Okay, yeah, so would, we'll do. Okay, so John, we'll, at the very least, we can replace the eggs for you with Timbits. With Timbits, okay, yeah, deal. I'll and then we'll then. and then we'll make the smoothie. Okay. I feel like that won't actually taste that bad. Timbits, grits, cottage cheese. No, it's still going to be okay. Bad. Yeah, as soon as you yeah, come on, <laughs> it's still going to be quite bad. What flavor of Timbits do I get to choose, or is this like no? Uh, it's you just get an assorted pack. And oh, then, okay, and so whatever, no, ha- whatever just... happens, happens. <laughs> so seven Timbits, or do we need more Timbits than that? Um, I think. Mm, that's a, I think it's two Timbits per egg. I would say. Okay, so 14 Timbits. Okay. 14 Timbits, yeah. Yeah. Because all the eggs are basically the exact same size, right? But the Timbits sort of vary. Some of them are, are, are quite small. Some of them are a little bit bigger. So I think I think we go, I would say, let's say a dozen. Let's say an even dozen Timbits in this smoothie. Okay. Okay? Like eggs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll do yeah, a dozen Timbits. Okay. We'll do... And we'll put and, the Timbits in an egg carton so it looks cool. Yes, we'll, and I think we'll I think we have to we, so we just have to do the Canadian version of this. I think. Yeah. So, so peanut butter has to be maple syrup. Oh, fuck! It yeah, makes it worse, it but that's what we have to do. Okay. What is our We're using of your blender for our this, version by of the grits way. is just like oatmeal, I guess. Poutine, poutine. Oh no! Oh yeah, Molly, we need to, don't, yeah, cheese curds. No, no. cheese curds. Okay, fine. Yeah, cheese that curds. That replaces cheese the cottage cheese. I think is cheese yes, curds. Yeah, that's true. Actually, okay. Okay, so Tim bits. Cheese curds, maple oh, syrup. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what are our grits? That's what we have to decide. Um, miniature coffee crisps. <laughs> I mean, they're sort of gritty, right? They have like the hard part of them. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people say, "Oh, when they try grits for the first time, they're like, oh, this is kind of like a miniature coffee." Crisp. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> Very similar flavor profile. And then okay, I think so banana four. is just banana. Um. Or yeah, bananas I guess, or yeah. Because we have, yeah. we have. I mean, we we have. We can buy bananas at the store up here. Yeah. So, um, and then the Gatorade. I have to get the Sidney Crosby flavor, Formula Eighty Seven. Oh my God! I was gonna say you could use like uh, a Tim Hortons like iced cap. <laughs> oh no! Ew! No. Gatorade <laughs> is Gatorade. I mean, Gatorade's not, in it is not good either. Oh no! You know what you use? Beaver Buzz. <laughs> yes. Please tell me Which what is, that is. Please tell me uh, what that is. It's like the Canadian version of Monster Energy. <laughs> yeah, it's a real it's thing. It's called Beaver Buzz. It's called Beaver Buzz, and the beaver on the on the can is like 
super like hardcore. He's jacked. He's got, I think he's wearing like awesome. sunglasses and stuff. Yeah. yeah now yeah. I want to drink this so that I like become Canadian by drinking it. Yeah, I drank it in college all the time. So it's uh, just for I, just I to be clear. Fine. We do have Monster as well. Like it's yes. not like it's not like we you we have don't... all this stuff up here. Yeah, most. I mean, if, I'm, if I'm choosing, I want the Beaver. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the, the the new Patreon goal. We'll figure out the tier later. Uh, so just just to be clear here, we have maple syrup, mm-hmm. Timbits, yep, uh, miniature coffee crisps. Is Sydney that really Crosby. what we decided on for groups? Yeah. Sydney, okay. Sydney Crosby Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Banana. Yeah. And cheese curds. <laughs> oh, this is, this is, I think, actually worse than his. <laughs> All right. I well, mean, it might be. Yeah. I think we, have, we haven't done it. We haven't done it because we did the tuna, the tuna and peas pizza. Yeah, for, for one of our early goals. So I think I think we're overdue, and I think this is well. This well is I'm doing the Big one, Mac one whenever quarantine's over. That's right. Yeah, but uh, no, we're we're gonna add this. Uh, so keep an eye out for it, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, like, John. I think Molly. I'm so glad you could be a part of this. I'm really excited. This is the most fun I've had ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I call it a romp. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Timbits, I think, will help. Like, I think that the sugar and the consistency will help me a bit. Yeah, but then you have the cheese curds. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it helps. The problem with the cheese curds is that brings the texture back to more like scrambled eggs. So that's, uh, yeah. that's not going to be great. Yeah. So is it with, with eggs, is it the texture? Is it the taste? Is it everything? It's everything. Okay. I don't. I hate them. They're yeah. gross. I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm Guy Fieri, basically. I just oh hate. God. I hate Does he eggs. hate eggs? Yeah, that's like his one thing that he won't eat. Wow. Yeah, when he goes on when he goes on Triple D, if they have a dish that has like an egg on top of it or something, like if he say he goes to like a ramen place or he goes to like a breakfast place or where the sandwich normally has an egg on it, they'll leave it off. But sometimes like people will still insist on it. Like they're just like, sorry, man, like I know you hate eggs, but like this is part of the dish, and he will actually like take the egg off of it in front of them and be and he's like mad. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i did not know that that's incredible yeah, it's like the only time guy gets pissed i think i've only seen one time where the person the person was literally like yeah i know you hate eggs but like this dish comes with an egg so i'm just putting an egg on it why not just was, get something else it was one of those like it sat on the it sat on the top of whatever it was i don't know if it was like a sandwich or like fries right with a, but it just it was just like um like an over easy egg that just like sat on the top or sunny side up egg that just sat on the top yeah and he just like literally like scooped it off the top and just put it like on the counter. Oh and the person was like, I've, they seemed kind of mad. It was funny. I, I've recently switched to sunny side up eggs from scrambled eggs. And I, I love the change. Just do two of those in the morning. It's very nice. Good way to start the day. Yeah. Put a bit a of salt big, and pepper on there. You know? Cholesterol bomb. Start the day. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. It's probably good for you though. You're probably trying to gain weight. I guess so. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing with my body. <laughs> I think I'll figure it out eventually. I'm 31 now, so I guess now is about the time I should figure it out. But yeah, maybe. Molly, have you probably. changed your breakfast habits in quarantine? I'm not a big breakfast person. I like breakfast food, but I'm never like very hungry when I wake up. It like takes a little while for for me to get hungry. So I'm more of like a like a brunch and lunch person. My boyfriend's been making a lot of smoothies that are really good. So maybe I just need to throw some cottage cheese and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe your boyfriend there. really needs to step up his smoothie recipes. Like yeah, this is time. If I want to make if I want to make varsity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a big smoothie guy, too. That's usually my my go to breakfast. No Timbits in it. I got to get back into smoothies. I, we have a bunch of frozen fruit uh, in the freezer, yeah, too. Well, there you so, go. Yeah. You know what? I think maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe after this, even I'll make a nice afternoon. Fire smoothie. up some eggs, put some eggs in there because you no, like eggs. Not, yeah, but I don't want. OK, but just because you that's like disrespectful to the eggs, I think. Why? That, disrespecting it, okay, the eggs. So that's your takeaway from that chaos smoothie is that it's disrespectful to the eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, I think that's re- that's that's a reasonable take. I think I think you should you need to respect eggs and the okay, egg well. council and all the farmers who work so hard to get those eggs out to us. Uh, and and I think dumping a bunch of Gatorade on it that's that's disrespectful to the eggs. Okay, well I'm going to duck and roll out of this take, <laughs> and uh, we can move on to our social media updates. I didn't even realize the bumper was going to be live. That was fucking good, Dan. That was nice. Thank you, Dan. That felt really good. Uh, Molly, we like to start with the guests. What's going on on your social media? Great question. Uh, (laughs) Just, uh, I don't know. I started an Instagram account for the clothes of the TV show Melrose Place. Oh. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. I was watching Melrose Place, and I was like... Has anyone done an account where they just post all the clothes on this and I didn't find one? So I was like, I will start one and it will give me something to do. Hell yeah. Can you tell me about it was like I remember when I was younger, my mom loved Melrose Place, but I really I feel like the only thing I know about it is that Heather Locklear was on it. Yeah, it's just a good nighttime soap from the 90s uh, where where just everything is kind of off the walls and. It's just an entertaining show. And I was like, what can I watch that has like a million episodes? Mm. It has like 36 episodes a season, seven seasons. Oh my God. Yeah. Just something I don't have to like parse out where I was just like, I can just, right. you know. That's like me. A- I'm, re- I'm rewatching Entourage. And right. it's like, exactly. it's like the same. It's the same thing. It's like, you don't even, you barely, you don't even have to pay attention to it. It's just in the background. And ironically, one of the, jokes that often gets brought up in the show is that Johnny drama did a three episode arc on Melrose place. Oh, I forgot about that. But like, yeah, of course yeah. he did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. He, and he talks about like, that was when, cause he, he bought a condo with his Melrose place money and then he, and then he got foreclosed on after he got kicked off of the show. So anyway, I know you guys were, were worried about what was going on on entourage. So that's about, no, of course. Yeah. But this is sort of like me. I'm rewatching uh dragon ball Z. <clears throat> oh, really? Um, which, which there must be uh, like a is, thousand you know, episodes of that. There's so many. Well, there's also because there's like, oh, man, I mean, there's dra- there's Dragon Ball, there's Dragon Ball Z, there's Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super. I know I'm I'm forgetting I'm forgetting at least one. Um, and there's Dragon all the Ball movies GT stuff is as well. that brought to you by Chevrolet. Oh, I mean, that was good. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm rewatching that. I was rewatching uh, Wait, is Attack that a on Ford? Titan as well. It's a Ford, isn't it? Fuck. Are you correct? I get the joke is good now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never watched Melrose Place. Dragon Ball GT. Five. Is that a, is that a, is that sponsored by Ford? Okay. There we go. You, you got it. The, Thank the, you, Dan. If you could, time. he'll cut all the, other yeah, yeah, I know. He'll, but yeah. Melrose he'll, Place, he'll Party of Five, Beverly Hills. Like I, I was like seven or eight 
when that was on the air, so I wasn't really... I was watching, like, Thomas the Tank Engine probably still. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even that into it at the time when it was on. I remember all my friends in elementary school were really into Mel, uh, 90210, and Melrose Place was on afterwards, but... When they showed it in reruns, like later when I was in high school, I got very into it. Uh, so maybe it's also just, an, we're all just watching nostalgic things. That's what I realized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like just Is comforting. that one of the ones that they, they rebooted recently? Because they rebooted, did they reboot Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah, they rebooted both of them. And then there was actually a Canadian show that was basically a Melrose Place clone called The Hollywood Complex. Okay. Never heard of it. Oh, it <laughs> not. Starred, oh my it god. Cassie from Degrassi. Sure, of course. Uh, I, I assume Paul Gross was in it. Probably. <laughs> He's just in everything that's Canadian. I so, just liked it too because it was like about Hollywood, but it was like definitely shot in Canada. Yeah, probably shot in Vancouver, most likely. Yeah, yeah most likely. It's called. It's called Hollywood. What the was ho- it? The Hollywood Complex. Hollywood complex. That's what I call it when I think about my comedy career. <laughs> uh, oh, thing I don't on? even. Oh, wait, no. Is it the is it the L.A. complex? Oh, yeah. It's the L.A. complex. It's a Canadian uh, TV series which premiered on CTV on January 10th. 2012, subsequently airing on. March. Oh, I thought, I thought this was like you're going to be like 1991. Oh, no, wow. that's what okay. was funny. It was like pretty recent, but I was oh. like, you know, the Melrose Place setup is is timeless. So yeah. here's here's the tagline for it. The series <laughs> oh, stars boy. Cassie Steele as Abby Vargas, an aspiring actress who moves to Los Angeles with nothing but her Maple Leafs hockey bag and dreams of being a famous actress. No, my God. <laughs> Why is our country so embarrassing sometimes? I know, man. It's oh, so dorky. We live in such a dorky country. Adorable. <laughs> that is rough. Well, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but you remember we had that OC spinoff that was set in Whistler. Was it just called? Oh my god, Whistler. Yeah, it was called Whistler. Yeah, it lasted for like one season, but it was like it was totally trying to be the OC, like right down to like using Canadian indie bands music. And like, yeah, it was just like a snowbound soap opera. I don't even know. I feel like. I, I do feel like we talked about it on the show before, so this might be like a complete retread, but I feel like there were episodes of it where like episodes of it that never aired, like it didn't even make it. Oh, no, apparently it was two seasons. Uh, oh, OK. Family and friends try to come to terms with the mysterious death of Beck McKay, their homegrown Olympic <laughs> gold medalist snowboarder. This fast-paced drama set in a Western Canada tourist town nestled in the Rockies focuses on the secrets and stories of the townspeople and how they get on with their lives. That sounds... Um, that sounds great. I'm going to check that out. The one... What's the what's the horse show on CBC? Oh, <laughs> Heartland. Which I know we've talked about on here before. Yeah, Heartland? Heartland? Yeah. Molly, you need to watch Heartland. Tell me about Heartland. It is... <laughs> It's so corny. It's so low stakes. Yeah, it's like the lowest. And there are like 6,000 episodes. (laughs) It's it's like incredibly successful ever. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I told the story of when I was um, when we talked about Heartland before about how like I met I met like one of the main guys from Heartland at a party one time randomly and not like a comedy party, like just like a random house party. And I remember like he was a very nice guy, but someone was like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, like I'm an actor. 
and they're like, oh, would I have seen you in anything? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, do you watch Heartland? <laughs> it's on like Sunday nights <laughs> at seven or whatever. It's like, we were like, uh, oh yeah. Like I've heard of that or whatever. Oh, Heartland. And he's like, yeah. I'm looking it up now and it says, follow young Amy Fleming as she slowly discovers she possesses her now deceased mother's ability to aid injured horses. Yes. Oh, it sounds very oh wholesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like like the clip we played on the show before was very much like, uh, oh, I don't know if I should leave my horse with Dorothy. She might not care for the horse the way I do. And yeah, then it's like, I think that's every episode. Basically. Yeah. And then it's like, no, she's, she'll be fine. So the first episode of, uh, the LA complex had 351,000 viewers on CTV, which I think is like incredible good for, Canada, for a Canadian yeah. show. Uh, it's final episode. The last episode of season two had 11,000. So <laughs> sort of a, a pretty sharp fall in the numbers. Oh, that's boy. insane. Did it only last one season? Two seasons. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, although I remember we both, also both, like both seasons aired in 2012. <laughs> Not a good sign. I remember, uh, well, two Canadian things. The one when uh, the the show that um, when when we were trying to copy Real World, uh, and they just like had everybody live in like a loft or something, and it was called like the lot. The it was the show that Jennifer Hedger got famous on. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my what God. What was it called? Uh, it was, yeah. So for those of you who aren't Canadian, Jennifer Hedger is like a well-known TSN, uh, TSN personality, sportscaster. What's TSN? That's our version uh, it's of like our ESPN. ESPN. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I remember it was just like a show. Uh, what was it fucking called? Oh, yeah. It was called The Lofters a Canadian reality show where eight strangers live together in a Toronto loft while also producing and hosting their own online television shows. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds let great. Me, let me see if I can find the, the <laughs> lofters. You, it was called U8 TV colon the lofters. It was the first, com- it was the world's first completely online TV channel and Canada's first reality TV show. It aired on the Life Network and online on the internet television channel U8TV.com in 2001 and 2002. Followed the lives of eight Canadians in their 20s who lived together in a Toronto loft for one year. Oh my God. It had 21 cameras filming 24 hours a day, seven days a week in all rooms of the house, including the bathroom. Although the bathroom camera was only broadcast if lofters went in there to talk. The full live stream could be viewed at U8TV.com while Life Network broadcasts a nightly episode to recap the day's highlights. (sighs) Okay. Well, Well, you know, maybe I'm going to, maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'm going to make a nasty smoothie and watch some uh, (laughs) Some old Canadian reality TV after this. Yeah, why not? It's time to watch some lofters. uh, yeah, this Molly, is it's always a good sign when uh, when a guest comes on and gets us talking about uh, Canadian media properties. Like, I think it's I love maybe it. my favorite. It's so much fun because it's just like uh, all of our American listeners. I to, for all they know, we could just be totally lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, the "This lofters, is all completely made up." The lofters definitely sounds fake. If you were like, "There's a Canadian real world. It's called the lofters." <laughs> <laughs> It also seems like such an extreme amount of time. Like, was real world was never that long, was it? 
I don't I think mean, so. Like yeah. one year? Like, yeah. can you imagine you get on a TV show and you just commit one year of your life to just living in a house with seven other strangers yeah, and being filmed at all times? star of Canadian television. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't even remember the show being that big. I just remember Jennifer Hedger, like, coming coming out of that show. Look, ever like, since you guys had Shit's Creek, it's like anything can happen. That's Any true. Canadian show could could cross could over into off. America and yeah, that's true. Charm, charm Americans with the Canadianness. Yeah, Heartland is due. You know, it's been like twenty seasons. <laughs> yeah, no, I think sh- maybe the twenty fifth. Isn't we'll there some show about like Mounties also? That's like uh, due due north. Yeah, or due yeah. south. Yeah, that's with <laughs> Paul Gross. He's the star of every Canadian thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you look at like the five highest grossing Canadian movies of all time, Paul Gross is in like four of them. He's got Gross in his name. Yeah, exact, exactly. <laughs> See, and that's and he was it's like he was born for it. The other TV show I, I was going to mention was Spun Out and only because uh, past guest of the show Darcy Michael was on the show and it was supposed to be kind of like a Canadian version of The Office where it was like, but it took place in like an ad agency and Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall played the boss character <laughs> And so, okay. yeah, it aired for like one season and it was like fairly successful. And then um, one of the main characters, they brought it back for season two. They filmed all of season two. And then one of the main characters got arrested for um, like peeping Tom stuff and uh, <laughs> and was jailed. And so then they were like, they didn't know about what they could do. And the whole show was completely filmed. And so like they had been advertising the show like season two is coming up like in a month or whatever. Then this news comes out. Then they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We got this whole season shot and it's supposed to air. But like this guy just got convicted of this heinous crime or whatever. And then so then they had to delay it and they just like delayed it for like nine months and then just like quiet, quietly released it at like 11 p.m. on Friday night and on online only. So you can like you can find season two of it, but it just like they just basically completely like scrubbed the show and the show ended because this one guy like fucked it up for everybody. Oh my god! Well, I can uh, I can talk about my thing. It's it's yeah. Really talk quick. about your thing. Bring bring the show back. Okay, <laughs> uh, my thing is that uh, the the official verified account of Cinnabon um, is still like tweeting, even though no one's going to the mall right now. I mean, some people are going to the mall, but they're bringing like rifles. That's the whole thing. Um, but they're not going to Cinnabon. Um, and uh, so Cinnabon says, turn your favorite lyrics into Cinnabon lyrics with the hashtags, uh, hashtag sweet talk and hashtag bond the lyrics <laughs> like this. I like big bonds and I cannot lie. Hashtag sweet talk, hashtag bond the lyrics. And they replied to it shortly afterwards. How about baby? I was bond this way. And then they added Lady Gaga, <laughs> sweet talk, bond the lyrics, hashtag Lady Gaga, hashtag born this way. Oh uh, one retweet, 10 a- likes. Do you think if you covered a Bon Jovi song, their head would explode? I feel like maybe they got to that at some point. I'm not. I'm just looking at a screen grab right now. But it's just like you don't have to post that stuff. Like I would honestly prefer if the Cinnabon account was posting like we're all in this together. Uh, You know, (laughs) once this is over, you're going to come back here and you're going to have some Cinnabon. And they post a picture of a Cinnabon. Like just do that. You know, don't don't try and go viral with this shit. Like it's so it sucks. It just pisses me off so bad, you know? And like the payoff is not worth it. What's the payoff? You're adding Lady Gaga hoping that she's going to retweet you for some like free 
like it's it's just ah it's so frustrating to see this shit just like no one's going to the fucking mall right now just don't tweet just send us free cinnabon or shut up is what i say (laughs) yeah exactly that's all anyone like at, at least make it a con like was it a contest where you could win free cinnabon or was it just literally like hey send us your funniest I mean, Cinnabon I don't know. Thing. I'm just, oh, okay. I just, I'm just, I'm Steph on their page now. Steph and I demand now, you but... look into this more. Now I'm just I'm thinking looking... about how Cinnabon's really good, and I would like some Cinnabon. So, okay. They did another one. They did a bunch of other hashtag games afterwards. Very, like, I think the most they got was like eight retweets. They did oh sweeten God. your favorite celebrity using the hashtag sweet talk and sweet celebrities. Oh, I got Here's one. our favorite, Cinnabon Jovi. Nice. <laughs> So, uh, I so they did another, do it. I also have another music one. Uh, okay. My favorite uh, rock and roll singer, Cinnabon Scott. Okay. So <laughs> his name is just Bon. Like that's yeah. anyway. Well, um, it's not my fault fair, that his name's Bon. Okay. I can still enough. make the they fucking al- joke. They also did. We know you're binge watching right now. So let's make a series sweet. Tiger King cake. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hashtag sweet talk. Hashtag make a series sweet. Hey, quote a movie, quote an inspiration. Inspire us with your sweetest quote. Go ahead, bake my day. Oh no! Sweet talk, sweeten the quote. That's a quote. So again, in that part of the movie, uh, he's holding a gun to someone's head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, and bake my day. They reply to that uh, to themselves uh, to infinity and Cinnabon, and then they added the official Toy Story account. Uh, did not pick up any traction from Toy Story. What you don't so. say. Oh my god. I do, I will say though, it, this does remind me of my favorite winter festival mascot, Cinnabon. Don't do it. Oh my god, dude. I mean, you had to make it Canadian too. Yeah. Of exactly. Well, I got to bring it Tell me about the mascot. What's the mascot? <laughs> well, there's a there's a a very famous winter festival in Quebec uh called Carnival d'hiver, uh which just literally means winter carnival, and the uh the mascot of it is a is a snowman. A snowman in French is uh, bonhomme de neige, uh, which basically means good man of the snow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, the he's he's just called bonhomme just for short. And he's just like a very like fun kind of uh, guy. Like I'll send you a picture to your uh, I'll DM it to you right now. I, uh, he's just he's just like a very he's like a very fun looking nice uh nice snowman so let me let, let me just say he is a great mascot um the the replies from people who follow cinnabon are actually worse than the cinnabon posts uh so this is for make a series sweet um which is to to make a tv series sweeter i guess by making it into a pun here are the top two replies the office bond and then the next reply after that is Fraser Bonds. <laughs> what? That's just the name of the show, and you added Bond to it. That's like at least Cinnabons is actually a pun, kind of. The fuck? That's actually kind of God my favorite it. part now, though. Yeah, that's the that's Office Bond. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> the Office Bond. I like that. That's good. I need, to, I need to get offline for like a month. You guys remember <laughs> when Bond and Pam got married? <laughs> <laughs> Making the Bond face at the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Molly, John, what's going you on your social media? Um, um, well, my social media, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we're, we're aware of what's happening right now in our lives with the virus and everything. 
And I, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job of like not really talking about it on the show and just, uh, you know, letting people get on with their, with their lives and, you know, providing a respite from, uh, you know, all this, all this talk. However, sometimes, uh, someone tweets something so, uh, mind bendingly stupid about this. Cause I think that's the fun thing about the virus is that like when you have social media, you can just say anything you can just say anything you want at any time and people just go okay um especially if you're a washington post reporter uh like megan mccardle uh she's she loves to just say anything she's one of the she's one of our favorites for that and so she tweeted this is going back a week now just apropos of nothing i this is on like a thursday afternoon uh, this is not a scientific assessment, just an idle speculation. And please take it in that light. But looking at all the infections at choir practice, soccer games, restaurants, etc. What if one big problem is dot 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 noise? This would also help explain why New York City <laughs> happened so fast. As I say, this is completely idle speculation. I am just noodling what policy recommendations might come out of a discovery that noise spreads COVID. Do we redesign restaurants to be like those 1950s places with drapery everywhere instead of cool industrial vibes? Does noise pollution become a much bigger priority? Sorry, to be clear, noise is a problem because when it is noisy, people raise their voices to be heard, which facilitates droplet transmission. I'm not suggesting that, like, noise gives you COVID. I mean, you know, first of all, in a way she is, but second of all, like, I can't imagine raising your voice slightly is going to make that much of a difference in terms of like droplet transmission. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not right? a scientist, but it, I'm not a scientist either, but neither is she. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. I like the but idea that so she's I, like, I hmm, think she's what's spent- the biggest hotspot, New York City. Okay. Now, do we think it's because of just the fact that they have a massive population that all lives in very tight quarters or is it because it's just, Hey, it's really noisy in New York. <laughs> I think it's the second one. But I, she spent like the next day like retweeting people like supporting her theory too, I think, which I love that move. Mm. That's my of, favorite thing. A lot yeah. of amateur experts out there these days. She's been an amateur expert for a long time though because my favorite Megan McArdle thing, and I just pulled it up, is uh, her solution for mass shootings. Um, I'm just going to read this. <laughs> I'd also like us to encourage people to gang rush shooters rather than following their instincts to hide. If we drilled it into young people that the correct thing to do is for everyone to instantly run at the guy with a gun, these sorts of mass shootings would be less deadly because even a guy with a very powerful weapon can be brought down by 8 to 12 unarmed bodies piling on him at once. Would it work? Would people do it? I have no idea. All I can say is that both these things would be more effective than banning rifles with pistol grips. (laughs) So, (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to lie. She kind of had me for a minute. Like not like not that I think that we should teach that, but like she does have you in a sense where you're like, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense where you're like, I don't think we should actually train people to do that. But yes, if like 15 people are all rushing at one person with a gun, chances are pretty good that yes, a couple may die, but they will probably end the threat. Yeah. But then the the issue is that people will die for sure. For sure. I'm like I said, I'm not saying do it, but like she kind of has you in the beginning where you start thinking about it and you're like, okay, but then when it's at the end when she's like, but this also offers also you definitely couldn't do that alternative to banning rifles. You'd be in such close quarters, right? And with with COVID going around. Like so so this is this is back in like twenty twelve. 
In a post-COVID world, her idea just makes even less sense. I think. <laughs> and yeah, the mass, these... the gun is so loud too. So who knows what's happening there, right? Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing. So I don't know. She's, yeah, does um, a machine gun give off more droplets? <laughs> it might. She's incredible. Yeah, I, tr- I truly, I, truly I, galaxy I re- brain stuff. I, I respect her takes. I don't know how she does it every single time. It's, the thing that I find uh, weird about the like amateur expert thing is the like is is that they'll get mad at you, like they'll 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 get mad at you for be for having like to, for sharing an opinion with like a medical expert. And then they'll be like, well, it's my expert opinion, this. And you're like, well, we're both just presenting expert opinion. Like, I don't know why they think like, oh, you believe all the medical experts. And it's like, well, you're just believing. You're also believing in a quote unquote expert opinion, uh, like just your own or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't actually follow her. She's one of the people where. Oh, I definitely don't follow her. Yeah. She's one of the people where I don't have to follow her on Twitter because I know if she says something stupid, I'm just going to see it screenshotted like a thousand times. Um, there's a lot of accounts like that where you, you don't actually have to follow them. You're going to see their stuff. I wish. So I think the technology that Twitter should be working on right now, um, other than maybe they're going to, I think up next they have, uh, they're going to change the shape of the profile pictures again. But I think what they should be working on is uh, the ability to somehow mute screenshots. Uh, that's, sh- that should be, that's, that's up next. I think. <laughs> That would be nice. I would love that. I, I, yeah, I think that would clean up my timeline a lot because I will. So I've complimented Twitter before the one, the, the, okay. The two good features they've added the mute feature, which is incredible. Uh, I know we're a podcast about blocking people, but, but I, I rarely block. I, I always mute. Uh, and then the second one is to, to set up your notifications. So you're only getting notifications from people you follow. Like those are the two good things Twitter has ever done. Um, muting screenshots could be a third good thing. Let's make it happen. Twitter. I know, uh, Jack, Jack listens to the show. So yeah, he's like, "Whoa, this is a show about me and the thing I made. I'm listening. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being blocked, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see their posts. It's a block tail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. What a great theme. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. I don't I still don't even remember who sent it to us. I should look that up right now. <laughs> Thank you to whoever did that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I thanked them the first time we played it and then like never again, and we've just been playing it for like 50 episodes. I feel like in the beginning we were like, oh, because even they were like, well, they didn't spend a lot of time on this. Like, it's fine if if like you don't really use it for that long or someone writes a better one. And then we just loved it. And we've just it's so good. I don't think we're topping that anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. Okay, so I'm going to find out who it was. I think. uh, Yes. Okay. this was from our friend uh, Zarblax. Thank you, Zarblax. Yeah. Great theme. Thank Love you. it. Appreciate Thanks, Zarblax. Yes. <laughs> yes. Molly <laughs> welcomes Zarblax to the podcast and thank them for doing a great theme for us. Uh, Molly, uh, what is your what is your block? So is this somebody who blocked me or who I blocked? Either whatever you I, like. I, either one, whichever you like. Well, I'll talk about somebody who recently blocked me. Um, 
you were talking about uh were you talking about Jack Allison? Is your friend Jack or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um <laughs> I I sort of learned about this from Jack initially, which is that um he was posting about how Joe Biden is repped by this consulting firm called SKD Knickerbocker. Yes. Um, and my friend uh, Sarah had noticed, we just both started noticing that in a lot of Joe Biden's tweets, he does this thing where he's like, I see you and I hear you. Um, so here in a... In a tweet after right after Bernie dropped out, he said to Bernie supporters, I know that I need to earn your votes and I know that might take time, but I want you to know that I see you. I hear you and I understand the urgency of this moment. So my friend Sarah pointed out that there is an article on Jezebel about the the like women's co-working space, fancy club place, The Wing had laid off a bunch of employees and in their statement about laying people off, they were like, we see you, we hear you. Um, And there was a correction in the article, which was that they had quoted it differently. And then SKD Knickerbocker, who also represent the wing had gotten in touch with them to like, make sure they got (laughs) the statement right. And that the statement was like, I see you, I hear you. Um, So I was like, is this just the SKD Knickerbocker special? Is that when you, you know, when you have to like say something, but mean absolutely nothing, you say like, you are seen, you are heard. I see you. I hear you. (laughs) Um, And so I started doing a thread about it. And then uh, people started sending me other examples. Like some people were like, this is just like a, like a neoliberal just thing that people say, which is also true. Uh, Somebody sent me a video of the video of Obama drinking the water in Flint, which is like a very fucked up video. I interviewed a Flint activist named Naira Sharif, who's really cool, who talked about how that was like, you know, she had campaigned for Obama and that was kind of the moment she turned on on him as a politician was because she was from Flint. He was drinking the water, which is the thing that all the other crappy politicians had done was been like, see, it's fine, which is like, it was not fine at all. And it wasn't even really the water. I'm sure it was like a stunt glass of water, but he says to everybody in Flint, he says, I see you, I hear you. And so then I was like, I don't even know. This could go just so far back. Like somebody found Bill Clinton saying it, (laughs) you know, it became just like an obsession of, of mine of just like, when did this become a trope? You know, everyone does it when they're trying to, like, acknowledge somebody but not actually do anything for them, you know, to be like, it's like when people say, like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And it means, like, you're not really listening. You don't actually hear what they're saying at all. I hear what you're saying. I refuse to acknowledge it, but I want you to know that I have heard the noises that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I heard you said something and I heard it. Yeah. That's about as far as it went, though. <laughs> so um, what I learned, so I just started like going down a hole about this. Um, and I found out that a bunch of the people working on the Biden campaign through SKD Knickerbocker, one of them is this woman, Anita Dunn, who gave pro bono advice to Harvey Weinstein. 
Oh my god. Um, that's that's well, like bad enough, but you're doing it for free? <laughs> yeah. For free. And I want to like what? say cuz a lot of people were like, "Well, she told him to like turn himself in." I guess was the advice she gave him, which she was like, "Cop to it. Just admit you did it and like accept your punishment." But also, you know, you're still giving free legal advice to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um <laughs> So SKD Knickerbocker also worked for the Keystone Pipeline. They're just bad. They're, <laughs> you know, I, I would love the pipeline to come out and listen. Yeah. The pipeline season here. And I hear us. you. <laughs> but um, yeah, they are also handling the Biden campaign. And so I was tweeting about it and I was like, uh, found just more tweets like on trans day of visibility Biden did a tweet where he was like we see you um, he just does it all the time and then I well, found he probably out, thought that was a slam dunk he's like wait visibility is visibility oh, right. no, yeah. I see you I see you it's visible I think right. it's also very good for Joe Biden um, just to let people know that he is still able to see and hear things <laughs> so sure. I do understand Although, that you don't want to get into the other senses with him you know you no. don't want him to be like I smell you I taste you because that's the whole, the whole yeah. problem um so then just like going down this rabbit hole, what I found out was that a, another woman from uh, SKD Knickerbocker named Hillary Rosen uh, was the founder of Time's Up, um, the nonprofit for sexual harassment and assault claims in L.A. That's like kind of the Hollywood one mm-hmm. um, and that they, you know, turned down Tara Reid's claim. Uh, when she came to Time's Up and she was like, I was assaulted by a powerful man. They were like, well, we can't help you yeah. because reasons. Um, and so I was just like, oh, huh, I wonder why Time's Up rejected taking on Tara Reid as a client um, when SKDK is responsible for both Time's Up and Joe Biden's campaign, which just seems like a clear conflict of interest. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then it kind of went around. Uh other people had things to say about this. Um, and I was like, you can tweet at SKD Knickerbocker and tell them that, like, you see what's going on because nobody's reporting on this. Obviously, they just want it to go away. Uh, two days later, I got blocked by SKD Knickerbocker. Hell yeah. Wow. That's a that's a block to be proud of. That's a crazy I was block. proud of it because I was yeah. like, they are scared that, you know, people don't block you unless they're like guilty. Yeah, that's a block that shows that, like, what you're doing is working. That's yeah. not a block where you're like you're telling a reality TV show star, uh, "Hey, you wear diapers," and you go poop in your diapers. <laughs> <laughs> like you're actually like making a difference. I'm doing stuff like that. So wow. Oh yeah, I mean, I I would love for there to be more reporting on this. This was also at the beginning of like when Tara Reid was coming out with her allegations, mm-hmm. and just nobody would report on it except you know people like like Jack Allison and some you know. Katie Halper did a great interview with Tara Reid, but all of the mainstream American newspapers were just like completely staying away from this, you know, essentially just pretending it wasn't happening, which was what I thought was really disturbing was like, they're not just saying that this woman, you know, that they don't believe her. They're like pretending she doesn't exist, which is really, really heinous uh, to me, you know, and especially as somebody who's like a leftist and a feminist and all these things, uh, it just felt very, I don't know, we're at such a weird inflection point, you know, where I was like, 
no, I'm not doing this because I like am trying to get Trump reelected. I'm doing it because I'm like a Democrat who also doesn't want sexual assaulters to like be in positions of power and for them to like roll over everybody with their power. Cause that's exactly what Trump does too. So it's like, how is this different? Um, And just the way people have done backbends to sort of justify it where they're like, well, you know, does anyone know the name of Trump's 25 accusers? You know, we should, if you, if you're going to talk about Tara Reid, you have to know about somebody who's like, can anyone name one of Trump's accusers? And I was like, yeah, Stormy Daniels, like everybody can name her. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not about quantity, you know, it just turns into this thing where people are like, well, we can all agree that like raping 25 women is worse than like sexually assaulting one woman. Right. And it's like, (sighs) yeah, we can agree. They're all bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's all bad. So you got blocked. Is is it like a, a like a verified like? Do they tweet a lot on that account or? They don't tweet a lot, but it's like the corporate account, you know, where it says like we are a consulting, like a private consulting firm based out of you know DC or whatever. Um, That's so. It's just such a bad move on their part because you get to like you can screen grab it. You're talking about it, obviously. Uh, if they muted if, if they muted you like you're still gonna be able to find all their old posts and stuff right. anyway you can just log into a different account or whatever so like that's it's just like such a bad move on their part no, i guess i'm not surprised like, there was something else also that um hillary uh rosen the woman who started times up also did this thing where she did like a really condescending uh racist kind of tweet at nina turner from the bernie campaign mm-hmm. um basically quoting Martin Luther King completely wrong, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And she basically, she used the phrase like angry black women, which made everybody really upset. You know, I think basically it's like the Biden campaign has a lot of like white moderates. Some of them are women. uh, And the fact that those people are still kind of like trying to weaponize just feminism and me too. And, and then just being like, let's not talk about this as it regards Biden at all is so crazy. Cause it's like, we've spent the past few years, like it felt like we were getting somewhere. And then this felt like a brick wall of like, no, we're not going to get anywhere because like if white women get power, they like become just like the guys that have power and they yeah. work to protect those guys because it can protect that, you know, they can gain status out of it. So it really broke my brain a little bit. And then, you know, I feel like even some of the people who have been covering the Tara Reid thing have said to me, like, am I doing something wrong covering this story? You know, am I getting Trump elected? And it's like, no, because it's important to cover the story, you know, to pretend it's not happening makes you just as bad as the right wing, you know, on somebody like Kavanaugh. It's just crazy to see all these people who came out for the Kavanaugh stuff, like now coming out to support Joe Biden. It makes me feel insane. Yeah. When it, it was the same reporter from, was it from The Intercept as well? Who like wrote about the story too? I think Ryan Grimm. So yeah. Yeah. There's like a group of leftist reporters covering it, but the coverage in mainstream papers has just been like completely... Like, well, we don't believe this woman and here's why, you know, here's a bunch of decent reasons why we all think that like she's lying. And it just it just gave me flashbacks to to like the Monica Lewinsky uh, thing, you know, the Clinton scandal of the 90s also, because I was like very young then. 
But that was like the first time I probably became really cynical about politics because I was like, why is everyone treating this woman so badly? She didn't do anything wrong. She's not the president. Why is she the scapegoat for all of this bullshit? Um, And the same thing of kind of like pretending it wasn't really happening, you know, trying to make her look bad. They do a thing called the nuts and sluts thing where they try to make any woman who accuses a powerful man of... uh, sexual assault look crazy or just like yeah. like slutty like she just wanted it so watching like blue check mark uh liberals do this stuff has been really like a like a wake up call for me of like these people are not not my allies yeah <laughs> well you're a you're a feminist name three of their songs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a very weird, uh, like the Monica Lewinsky stuff is very strange because I can remember like, yeah, I was like 11 or 12 when that happened. And it was just so like as a as a kid or like a younger person, like literally all you knew was that like Monica Lewinsky was a piece of shit, basically, because she just got like made fun of all the time. Every news story was about her. They were so like just mocked her appearance all the time, totally. you know, and she was like 22 or something. It's just. Yeah. So you just grew up being like, oh, that was her fault and she sucks. And like, it's it's weird how I feel like that probably shaped how a lot of people now like think about. Yeah. Think about that. stuff. And I and I just always, you know, I I never thought she sucked. I was like, that made me think Bill Clinton sucked. And it also was the first time that I was like, wait, does Hillary Clinton suck too? Like she's also piling on and blaming this on the woman instead of on her husband, who's like the president and is the person who can't be doing stuff like this, you know? Yeah. You're smarter than me. But also I like, was just like, I was just dumb and a kid and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's what, this is what everyone's saying. So it must be true. Well, you know, I was also like a girl and I was like about to hit puberty and I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> like, <seems Yeah>. like, <laughs> It seems like being a girl might not be awesome, actually. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, just reading like the transcript of the trial and stuff. There was like just it was so filthy and it was in the New York Times, you know. Right. Um, but I also remember like Maureen Dowd, who had an op-ed column at that time and like unbelievably still does, you know, just like throwing Monica under the bus being like, you know, this stupid whore trying to bring down the president and his wife. Um, and that feels like what is happening now again. And it's like, just makes me feel like, have we made no progress whatsoever in the 20 years or whatever since that happened? And I felt yeah. like something was wrong with the way the Democrats dealt with sexual assault when it happened with their people. So, yeah, yeah. it feels like maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but I think at least people have an awareness now that like the official narrative, you know, they're now at least that we do have a sort of these, you know, podcasts and, and Twitter and stuff yeah. like that. It does feel like there is a way to, con- you know, contradict those narratives and, and make a make an alternate narrative for people who don't want to feel crazy. Because the thing that makes the makes me the craziest about it is the way that they're like, nope, this is the deal. Everybody shut up. Yeah. Don't ask questions. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, we do. We have a listener block as well. And I think, you know, this will make everyone uh, at least feel a little bit better. Uh, the the subject line is uh, music scene Nazi meltdown block. 
Um, okay. So, well, you know, so we might as well just really turn this, uh, you know, turn this right around. No, I, it, this is crazy. This is very funny to me. This is sent in from Lynn. Um, and uh, they say, hello, Block Boys. Uh, a few years ago, some idiot in the breakcore music scene claimed to have invented a new subgenre. What it was wasn't important, but some friends were making fun of him and I joined in. After some digging, I found an article he had written and they screen capped the article and it is fantastic. Uh, I guess this is like on a blog or something. And this is the title of the article. Racist music, colon, why I listen to it and why there is nothing wrong with enjoying it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then there's a picture of an anime, uh, like a, a Japanese, like a young Japanese, but looks like a teenager. Oh, yeah, like an anime fascist. Yeah, exactly. Fascist cutie. Okay. Totally yeah. wearing wearing a swastika armband and in front of a swastika. That's the the uh, the art that they chose for this. It's just uh, it's Grimes. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with listening to this. So apparently uh, they they he on this blog or whatever in this article he reviewed mostly Nazi black metal. Uh, so Lynn had found this, posted screenshots of it to Twitter, and uh, they all laughed about what a, a loser he was. He then started to argue about how he wasn't racist for saying a country should take care of its own people before immigrants and that the transphobic oh jokes God. he made weren't actually transphobic because the joke was that they weren't funny. Uh, I only replied what? OK to everything he sent me and he blocked me a while later. He had a complete meltdown in an interview and talked about how some cuck uh, SJW keyboard warriors were angry that he, quote, wasn't PC enough. Uh, love the show, Lynn. So <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty good. Just like a full on a full on Nazi. Oh, wow. you don't like that? I'm not yeah. PC enough. Ooh, for you? Sorry, I don't fit into your little like box. A swastika OK, Oh my god! I definitely, my friend um, Kim Kelly writes a lot about the black metal scene and about the sort of just there's always Nazis cropping up in there. Yeah, it's super weird, especially like I feel like obviously the title of that article is hilarious, and then just seeing the picture, you're like, oh, okay, this is a. It's just a very startling to see this like kind of you know young innocent looking anime woman, but then she's like. <laughs> They just draw her with a swastika armband on it. And you're like, oh, I don't like this at all. Uh, <laughs> if you want to send us a block tale, though, you can do so uh, at blocked at blockedparty.com. And we may just read it on the show like we did with Linz. Uh, you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blocked party, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. Uh, last month was fantastic. We had the boys from your Kickstarter sucks on. We posted the uh, live cameo episode we did with Jamie Loftus. And just yesterday, we finally posted the video of Stefan teaching me how to play Hearthstone, uh, the online card game, which apparently people are liking more than I thought they would. Uh, I told you, dude. I told you. Yeah, people are people are into it. So, yeah, if you want to watch Stefan uh, teach me how to become a level 75 uh, Hobbit mage or whatever, um, you can uh, you can tune into that on our Patreon <laughs> Uh, this month, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. We just did a live show last night with Will Weldon. Uh, that'll be up at some point. And uh, I think we'll probably do three more bonus episodes on top of the Will Weldon one this month, because I know a lot of the donors watch the live show live anyway. So we'll, we'll, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash blocked party. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod. And as some of you are aware, we've been running a raffle uh, for our favorite charity, uh, Wavaw here in Vancouver, Women Against Violence Against Women. 
uh, because of the virus, they lost one of their key fundraising events. And so we, we decided to do a block party raffle and that is open until this Thursday, May 7th, uh, at midnight Pacific time. So you still have time if you're listening to this episode before then, uh, to get entries in, uh, the first prize is that you get a blocked party merchandise prize pack, including a, a shirt that hasn't been released yet. You'll be the first person to get it. Uh, we'll also, uh, Stefan and I are going to hand select a cameo for you, uh, that we will send to you. Yep. So that should be great. Uh, and then you will also get to choose what we do for a bonus episode. So normally that's a perk reserved for our $100 donors on Patreon, uh, but you'll get to choose it. So if there's something you've been dying to have Stefan and I talk about, uh, then you can do that. So all you have to do is go to wavea.ca slash donate, make a donation, send a screenshot to us at info at blockedparty.com. The minimum donation to get an entry in the raffle is $10. All the info's on our Twitter and our Instagram if you need that in writing. Uh, and we've already, we've raised over $3,500 so far. So it's been absolutely fantastic. And we thank everybody for their generosity. You've been, you've been great. Uh, okay, before we go, uh, Molly, we always like to end the show with a top three suggested by our guest. Uh, what do you have for us, please? Just a top three anything? Top three anything, Just, yep. Give us a, give us a category you and give we'll, us a category we'll go around and, and do our top three. Exactly. Um, wow, I mean, we already did sodas, so. <laughs> <laughs> um... Top three breakfast foods. Ooh, I okay. Yeah. Breakfast foods that will be good in a smoothie or just breakfast foods? Just like breakfast normal? foods. Don't have to okay. put them in a smoothie. Okay, good. Uh, so you can go first w- w- with your number three, and then we'll go around. Number three. Um, I'll put toast at number three. Okay. Any, just, any just particular toast? type of bread? Maybe like sourdough or wheat. Nice. Yeah, you got to do a sourdough, I think. What do you yeah. like to put on your toast? Butter and jam. Classic. Oh, yeah. A combo. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that. You I know what jam I'm a big, I like? I'm a big peanut butter toast guy. Sorry, John. Mm. Okay. No, no, that's okay. Peanut butter's good too. I'm yep. I'm a, I like the uh the lingonberry jam you can get from IKEA. Oh yeah, that stuff is great. Yeah, that's a good jam. It's like not too sweet. It's just like a nice, it's like a nice nighttime jam. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get too, uh, you don't want to get too jittery before it's bed, but you want to enjoy it. Yeah, you want to enjoy a nice yeah. piece of toast. I love I like that. that. Okay, uh, my number three, um, I'm going to go, man, and this is one of the, okay, I, I'm going to say this word and it's, it's one of those ones where I'm like, am I saying this the way where I get made fun of for saying it that way? <laughs> Bagel. <laughs> Oh, well, that's fine. Bagels. Fine. Was, that, was that the right way to say it? Is this I know a, that, an American bagel or like a Montreal bagel? If any any bagel. I guess if I was going to choose, it would be like an everything bagel. Okay. Um, although, although I don't know. I recently got into just like the, the old fashioned like plain bagel as well, because the thing with everything bagels and like sesame seed bagels is like that shit gets everywhere. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're like when you're when you're transferring it from the toaster to the plate, about half of the seeds <laughs> will fall off onto the counter. And then all the seeds get stuck. They're in the toaster as well. It's it's nasty. So I'm gonna just go with a plain bagel with uh with butter and uh and some cheese on there. Oh, you do a little oh. melted cheese? I do a little bit of melted okay. uh, cheddar cheese, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm a cream cheese guy myself. I mean I that's do, I, I do, I do like that, that as well. Do you like, okay, I mean, before we get into your number three, for cream cheese, where do you stand on, like, like the Philadelphia cream cheese with, like, chives in it? I'm just a plain cream cheese guy. But okay. as most okay. people Fair know, enough. my my palate is not, uh, it's not so refined. 
I mean, it's just chives. <laughs> no, it's I know, but crazy. I just mean like I tend to, <laughs> if I'm picking foods, I tend to be more on the bland end of the scale yeah, than the, that's like, true. you know, you're a bland boy. I'm a bland yeah, boy. He's a bland yes. boy. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? You know, I grew up in, I grew up in the suburbs. I'm white. I like my potatoes <laughs> boiled and my toast plain, you know, uh, <laughs> All right, you're number three, John. <laughs> My number three is uh, I'm just going to have to go with, and I believe we talked about this on the show before, uh, another Canadian thing that that Americans get very confused about, uh, pea meal bacon. Um, Beautiful. I knew it. So what great is choice. it? It's like, so it's, it's like, it's kind of like Canadian bacon. So it's like a pretty um, lean cut of, of bacon. And then they roll it in pea meal, which is like kind of s- somewhat similar to cornmeal, I, I, you know, but just, but pea meal instead. And so it like coats the outside and it gives the bacon kind of like a little, I don't know. It just really steps up the flavor. It's delicious with some mustard. Uh, just great. And we also like, it's a big thing in Canada to do like a pea meal bacon sandwich. Uh, we talked about that with Karen Geyer on the show. That's like a big, that's like a Toronto thing. Like if you, if you've never been to Toronto before, that's like one of the things you have to get is like, and it's literally, you go to this market downtown St. Lawrence market and it's literally just four pieces of pea meal bacon on a bun. That's it. And mustard. There's no like, yeah. Sounds great. I'm looking at a picture of it now. It looks cool. It is. Uh, it's truly delicious. It's yeah. very good. It's very, very fan. good. So that's, that's my number three. Choice. That's a good number Thank three. You. Molly, number two. Number two, I'm going to go with like a, a soft boiled or poached egg. Wonderful. Classy. Great choice. John, John does not agree, although no, I feel I like eggs will be I nowhere like near he, my list. But I feel like he at least respects that it's a poached egg. Because a poached egg is like, that's like, that's like an S tier egg. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a classy egg. Yeah. Like to me, what, okay, here's what I would say. I don't, I don't like the taste of eggs and I don't like the texture of eggs, but a poached egg looks the best to me. Like that looks good. Like when you put the knife into it and the yolk runs out and whatever, like that looks appetizing to me. I don't like it, but like, that's yeah. the thing where I'm like, okay, you can appreciate it. I can appreciate visually. if, if you like eggs, I can appreciate why that egg in particular would like get you going. So good yeah. choice. Okay. Great that's, choice. That's a great what, choice. What's see, your number two? This is, this is tough. Cause I have sort of three things that I'm like torn between here. I feel like maybe I'm not going to do eggs for either of these. Because I can't pick which type of egg to do. So I'm going to say number two, hash browns, but like the shredded type. Oh, okay. You're a shreddy boy. Incredible. Incredible uh, breakfast side. Great choice. Um, very. Uh, and like, look, whatever type of hash brown you choose, it's it's good. It's a it's a hash brown. It's it's potatoes. It's fine. But I think there's just something about like the texture of of the shredded one and it, it feels more like a side to me as well um and so i'm gonna go yeah shredded hash browns my number two john my number two is just gonna be hash browns in general uh but okay. since you've gone shredded i'll go cubed i like a good uh i yep. like a good uh, and you know we say cubed but i don't you know that implies that i'm eating like shitty frozen hash browns like i like just a nice fresh potato hash brown particularly i'll give even one i love the my favorite hash brown on earth is at Cafe Medina here in Vancouver. Uh, Ooh, if you've never yes. been, uh, amazing breakfast place. Uh, their waffles are incredible. And then they also have like a Moroccan inspired breakfast menu. And their hash browns come in a skillet uh, covered with um, smoked cheddar and um, green onions, I guess, or scallions. 
And then the sauce is like a lemon. It's like a lemon dill kind of chipotle like aioli. And it's oh incredible. sounds incredible. It's Holy shit. Yeah. You so know what? Like, like if, I, I, if I had to pick a hash brown, that's my like go to hash brown. Yeah, choice. that sounds so good. I feel like I feel like a centrist at like a protest right now with a sign that says uh, I should be at brunch right now, but I should fucking be at brunch right now. I want to go to brunch <laughs> so bad right now. Oh, my I think it's OK God. to say I should be at brunch as long as you didn't like list the name of a concentration camp below the right. Yeah, below yeah. the okay. sign. I mean, I think it's I think it's OK to say you want to be at brunch if it's like communist space brunch. <laughs> okay yeah yeah and I'm, yeah. I'm not i'm not saying it like uh oh if, if hillary had won i'd be like buying a new couch right now and then because no, you guys are canadian nothing would have changed yeah so i'm i'm just yeah, like true. i just i just want to go to fucking brunch right you just now. want brunch like it's outside of politics politics aside i just want i just want fucking brunch yeah. all right molly you're number one number one i'm going waffle Ooh, great choice yep, yep. Uh, Roscoe's chicken and waffles in Los Angeles uh, is probably my ideal waffle. I miss that place so bad. Oh my god, oh my so god. good. Never been. Oh. I'm a, if it's, I'm John, it's incredible, John. If you, if you get down there, if we ever go down there to go to the Funko Pop store, I'm taking you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what most people do know about me is that me and Snoop Dogg are basically the same. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, so, so obviously I would love Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Absolutely. It is. It's so good. I That's remember a great that, show like, did, did he, remember when he had that reality show for like a couple of seasons and he just like every third episode would go to Roscoe's chicken and waffles, <laughs> like 10 minutes of the episode would just be him eating there. Respect. Uh, yeah. Oh, big it's respect. So good. My favorite waffle actually like an underrated type is the Scandinavian type of waffle. Where it's like, Ooh, are those that? like almost the more dessert ones? Yeah, well, kind of. They're they're just like, um, it, it's they're like a little bit more white, and they come almost in like a flower shape. And usually they come with oh, jam. They're so they're sort of like smaller, right? Yeah, they're smaller. They're thin. They're quite yeah. thin and small. They're usually like I say yeah. in a flower shape, and they generally come with some kind of jam. Uh, and they're so good. Stella's in Winnipeg uh, has an amazing Scandinavian waffle and jam. If you're ever in Winnipeg, oh, I, I might do I might make myself breakfast for dinner tonight. <laughs> I think it's yeah, me I think too. I'll just talk about it. It's definitely made yeah. me be like breakfast yeah, time. No kidding. I think it's I think it's going to happen. My number one, uh, the classic breakfast sausage. Oh, like a, a good breakfast sausage is is just incredible. Yeah. Like just perfectly cooked. Uh, you know, like I'm, I would go with like a maple breakfast sausage. Mm. Um, I think the one thing with breakfast sausages, though, is that like bacon, it's kind of hard to fuck up. But like you can have a really bad breakfast sausage. Oh, yeah. You can get one that's like undercooked or something. So like or just it, like it's, shitty, like just the spices are shit and it's just like a cheaply made yes. sausage. Like, so yeah. it's, oh, it's I've a never bit of, been like this is a bad sausage. I thought <laughs> it's just like, ooh, salty. I'm too bougie, I guess. But but I also like the uh, I mean, there's like the sausage links, but also like the sausage patties. Um, yes. those are great as well. Yeah. That's um, good. like a sausage. But yeah, I'm going to go muffin. with, I mean, I love bacon as well, obviously, but I think I'm going to change it up and I have changed it up recently. I, I, cause obviously I think everyone's been doing like bigger breakfasts at home, like during the week now that you can, you know, you're not going anywhere. Um, so I was doing bacon and eggs for a bit and then I switched over to sausage and I haven't looked back. I'm not doing it every day. If I had sausage every day, I think I might actually die, <laughs> but it's a nice treat once or twice a week. Um, so breakfast sausage, my number one. Nice. Um, my number one, I, I just got to go with a, with a breakfast smoothie. I have no choice. Oh I, man. I mean, come on. Oh. I have it for breakfast. Like 
I know. Like 300 out is, of 365 days in a year, I haven't oh, seen a movie. That is, that is a brutal number. I mean, people are going to be what? so mad at you. No, they're not. Yeah, come on. This is your favorite, not like what you eat the most. I mean, yeah, it, this a, is your favorite. Yeah. What? I mean, it's really. I mean, yeah, and you make a good smoothie. I'm, I'm, I don't doubt it. You make a great smoothie, but come on, dude. What? Really? First, yeah, you had the the Scandinavian waffles with the lingonberry. Like you were building this beautiful dream world, <laughs> and then you were like, practical, practical. Well, I just like yeah. a good. I like a good smoothie. Like when I oh. go to a new town, I love to go to like new smoothie places oh. and try out smoothies. And okay. Stuff. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, if 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 you're at home and you're listening to this and you're really mad right now. You can also choose this as my alternate number one, which this is, this is my go-to. If I'm going to somewhere, I love a good stuffed French toast. That's my life. Okay. 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 That's my go-to. If I go somewhere, like I love, what do they stuff it with? Uh, sweet cream cheese usually. Oh my God. That sounds insane. Yeah. yeah, like IHOP is IHOP does one. Like obviously IHOP's not great in general, but like the stuff French the job toast done. Totally. Yeah. And the stuffed French toast there is very good, but you can also get it at like some more kind of high end places. It's yeah. basically yeah, they they take two pieces and they stuff it with cream cheese and then it, when you fry it, it kind of like the egg wash kind of like goes down and it sort of seals it. And so then you Ooh. have just kind of this like Sweet cream cheese in the middle, two slices of French toast. Usually they'll do like whipped cream and a berry compote on top. Do they have breakfast food at Tim Hortons or is it just donuts and coffee? No, they have Uh, breakfast They have like breakfast sandwiches, but they're uh, incredibly nasty. They suck ass. Yeah. Really? They have like their own version of like a sausage McMuffin, basically. Like you can get like a sausage and egg. It's bad? Uh, Yeah. It's brutal. I'd way, way rather have have McDonald's breakfast. McDonald's breakfast is so much better than Tim Hortons breakfast. Yeah. When Tim Hortons first introduced food, it was actually quite good. They had like sandwich, like it used to just be donuts and coffee. That's it. Like when Stefan and I were kids, that was they changed all, their supplier, just, I think, though, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So then when they first started doing food, they did sandwiches for lunch. And I remember that was like a big deal that they started doing sandwiches, but they were good. They were actually like quite they good. They actually They're, were OK. Like the the, the yeah. ham and Swiss, I better remember than, being pretty solid. Yeah, and they were like better than Subway. I remember it. Being, and you'd get like a you get a soup on the side and a donut and it was great. I've never been to Tim Hortons, but everything I know about it comes from the fake tim hortons in wayne's world you know what i'm talking about my my friend alex like made this point that i always think about now where he was like yeah wayne's world like clearly takes place in canada but then they made it the midwest for an american movie but like everything about it is so canadian they go to tim hortons they play street hockey yeah, Although we were playing some street hockey at that point but i'm like did we play street hockey because we saw it in wayne's world you know I mean, um, yeah, Mike that was, Myers that's a very is very Canadian. Canadian. Like, yeah. he, like he loves the Leafs, and I think he still lives in Toronto most of the time. And like, yeah, he, yeah it just never occurred to me that Canadian. like the coffee shop, the donut place they go to, that is named after a hockey player and owned by a hockey player. It was Makita's, well, right? It was Stan Makita. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, so clearly good. supposed to be a Tim Hortons. So yeah, yeah if, definitely. Yeah. Tim Horton sucks. Uh, unfortunately, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be so, good. Then, I'm ashamed they, of it. then they got bought by Wendy's or burger. I don't even know who owns them now, but the, their food is shit. It's I want awful. those Timbits though. The Timbits are okay. The Timbits, Timbits are, are okay. They're about the only thing. That's, and the ice caps are pretty good too. That's yeah, what that's I will hard try. To fuck up. Yeah. If we can ever travel again and I yeah. can come to Canada, I want to eat all these foods in, yeah. in Toronto. And then you guys can come uh, and we'll go to Roscoe's. 
Oh, that sounds great. awesome. I, I, re- I really want to get back down there for Roscoe's and also for the Funko Pop flagship store. Yeah. So. I think that, oh, man. I think that's our Do you guys plan. actually buy Funko Pops or is it like a joke? Um, it's like an ironic thing. Yeah. Oh, because that, that place is like crazy looking. It just opened recently. Well, here, Molly, I'll I show you. It's on, it's on Hollywood Boulevard, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It looks very hellish in a fun way. Yeah. That's a stack of 40 Funko Pops wow. in my corner. That uh, got sent that got <laughs> so sent to us by So it's a joke and listeners. also not a joke is what you're saying? No, yeah. no, that, that, it's a joke. Well, those, John those likes some sent, of them. Those got sent to us by our listeners after Stefan oh, okay. goaded them to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Molly, before we go, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, check out Night Call Podcast. Um, check out NoLympicsLA.com where I do some some organizing with uh, with friends uh, against the Olympics coming to Los Angeles because they fuck up the housing market and displace people everywhere they go. Um, and yeah, I also have a Patreon called Molly's Sleazy Friends where I've been posting some kind of one-off podcasts recently nice uh stream of consciousness so yeah check all that stuff out and thanks so much for having me on guys yeah thanks for coming on thanks for coming people can follow you on twitter at molly lambert that is correct and they can tell skd knickerbocker that you see them (laughs) and you hear them (laughs) Uh, awesome thank you so much for joining us molly uh we really appreciate it thanks to everybody for for listening, for donating to the raffle, for donating to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. We know it's a bit of a crazy time and we, we appreciate all of your support. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash blocked party. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at blocked party pod. Uh, hope you're, you're staying safe and staying inside and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>